Good evening and welcome to another episode of the DFWTO podcast. I'm your host, Casper. I am your other host, Becky Grimlin. Here to bring you all things spooky on Wednesdays because... Wednesdays are for podcasts. And tonight we have a special cryptid episode where we will be talking about the Canadian Loch Ness, basically, called the Ogopogo. But before we get into that, into, in, before we get into this episode, a word from our small segment. Calm your body down. All right, guys. Well, if you have checked the Instagram and the Etsy, you will see that the Sage Mint bath bombs are already up for sale. Um, And the three-pack may be changed to a four-pack. I'm going to look into that, see how that works. Um, Just so you get a better deal for all four in case you wanted to purchase them that way. Um, Also, all the feedback with the reels, I really appreciate it. And um, again, July is going to be here before we know it. The workshop, if you're in the Cincinnati area, um, I'll be posting more about that in June as that date gets closer. So keep checking back. Uh, Call me buddy down on Instagram, TikTok, and Etsy. Calm your body down. I'm actually kind of sad because the thunderstock rolling in the background. I know. We don't have that spoopy episode. We really thought we were going to have some thunder coming in because the weather was getting kind of crazy. And then it was like, oh, you're starting the podcast? (laughs) Psych. None for you. Um, so yeah, it looks like we're not supposed to really get any actual like stormy storms until 10 or 11. (laughs) Stormy storms. (laughs) <laughs> literally right as I'm going to sleep. Right, of course, because yeah. that's how it works. Yep. So, guys, um, tonight's episode, we are going to be talking about the Ogopogo, which is a Canadian Loch Ness, basically. It is a sea monster that is found in a lake, the Okanagan Lake. And it has been talked about for a very long time. And even all the way up to 2018, it's been allegedly cited, which is crazy. Yeah. If you guys, um, so I jotted down a date. I watched uh, an older episode of Paranormal Caught on Camera. Really great show on Discovery+. Plus. Listen, I um, I know we we should get fucking some of them sponsored are, I by Discovery+. Plus Between them and Tubi, I feel like <laughs> it's a broken record. But, I mean... As far as paranormal shows go, you you can't beat it. You I have never loved a streaming service. Surface. I have never loved a streaming service the much, the way I love Discovery Plus because every paranormal everything I've ever watched is on it. Is on it. Everything. It's really worth it. To it watch. is five fucking dollars. Also, Mysteries at the Museum, which is another amazing show, and I've watched like every I've episode. Not watched that one. Oh. God, that show is so... If you're, like, a history, and then sometimes they'll mix in, like, history with paranormal shit, too. Oh, shit. Hell, yeah. It's the best show. It is really the best show. I've learned, like, so much history just everywhere. Um, But there was an episode of Paranormal Caught on Camera where there was a, a father and son, July 10th of 2018. So this was the most recent sighting I could find. Um, And it's in... uh. I think it's pronounced Klonoa, K-E-L-O-W-N-A, Canada. So this is in British Columbia, Canada, um, where the lake is where these sightings, it's Okanagan Lake where these sightings are always 
found where Ogopogo apparently lives. And um, that was the episode that they believe that they actually, they were driving by, they stopped. And um, it looks like humps in the water. Um, <laughs> those are always the hardest thing. I'm sorry, my brain went, my hump, my hump, my hump. My lovely lady loves. Check it out. I dropped it. Okay. And then my brain immediately, because of fucking Blades of Glory, it's Will Ferrell on the goddamn treadmill. I can never hear that song again. That movie ruined it. It's just, it's okay. Will Ferrell singing it. Get on your feet. <laughs> that show is amazing. Get up and make it happen. That show is that show is amazing. Really I don't is. even know if you, I'm sorry, if you're not a fan of The Office or Parks and Rec, I can't, I don't know if I, I have, I can't, I can't talk to you. I don't know. We're done. There's nothing else I can talk to you about. I'm just like, horror? No? Nothing? All right. I got nothing. Horror? Got nothing. The Office? Parks and Rec? No? Okay, bye. Okay, I gotta go. You gotta go. <laughs> it's my whole life. True I don't crime. Know I don't know what to tell. It's my whole life. Everything. I can't. I don't, I, I. I, I don't, I don't know if they're is. sitting down, you can go, get on your feet, get up and walk away from me. See that song that forever, always forever. I mean, we could actually sit here and have an entire podcast about songs. What you think of when you hear a certain song immediately. Bittersweet symphony. Oh, uh, cruel intentions. <coughs> cruel intentions every time. Uh, that song by Rob Zombie that I can't think of right now. <coughs> Not Which Dracula. One? Not Dracula. The other one that's really big. Living Dead Girl. Yeah. I was like, what is it? I was <coughs> like, oh my god, which one? Bride of Chucky. So sorry. Bride of Chucky. Always Living Dead Girl. There's a Joe Walsh song. He was in the Eagles. <laughs> I hope we wouldn't have people that old. They're like, who are the Eagles? Um, if you don't know who the Eagles there's are, there's a Joe Walsh stop song listening. that has been in, I think, two, maybe three. I know it was in Devil's Rejects, so I can't. There's a certain scene in Devil's Rejects every single time. That song came on the radio today, and I'm just like, boom, Devil's Rejects. It's the first thing that pop. I'll give Rob Zombie that. Now he can. <clears throat> That man loves 70s rock and so do I. So he kills a fucking Same. soundtrack on a movie. I'll get, I will, hands down, I will forever give Rom Zombie that. Hey, guess he what? He kills else a fucking soundtrack on a movie. Had an amazing soundtrack. Twilight. Yeah. That goddamn Paramore song. Listen. How did we get here? Honest, <laughs> honest to <laughs> God. If that song comes on, I'm like. Twilight New Moon was the best soundtracks of what? movies. I swear. Like, I can't. I just. Paramore and. You have Paramore and Bon Iver on the same album. What? I am a. Uh, <laughs> if you're if you're an elder millennial like me, fucking Scream 2's soundtrack. Bitch. Is amazing. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Fucking Suburban Life by Cottonmouth King. Listen. <laughs> I fucking... And also the time... I will even tell you what scene in that goddamn movie that song was playing. It was when Randy got... Get on your... It's because I love Randy so much. 
literally the moment I turned scare you? No, the moment I turned around and looked, there was a bird that was flying. And I was like, fuck. Of course. Of course. Leave it to the birds. Um, you know what that is? It's for the birds. <laughs> anyway, I love so for generations, a mythical beast has been said to lurk in the depths of the Okanagan Lake, but now a view on British Columbia's most revered serpent is taking hold. So this article that we are using is from BBC. Culture and identity. Can, can it, I hate when I say can it, Canadian. I always want to say Canadian. Same. <laughs> I'm still struggling right now. Fucking time. Canada's mysterious lake monster, and this is by Lisa Cadane, and this is from March of 2020. This article, in particular, from other ones that I found about Ogopogo, kind of take more. It's it's more of a stand on the point of view from the um, Okanagan people. And they are the First Nation indigenous to that area of British Columbia, Canada. Um, their tribal name is actually the Sayelks. So uh, if you hear throughout the article the word Sayelks instead of Okanagan, it's their word for their tribe. Okanagan is more of the Canadian Americanized English word for Sayelks. Their language is in Sayilkson, so that is the language that they speak. So this takes on more of the view of where the actual indigenous legend of, o of Ogopogo came from before it got more of the uh, paranormal lore that it got later on. I also really today. like the fact that the woman who wrote this lives there. So yeah, she has she a better view. She interviewed First Nation people mm -hmm. to get their, you know, a, a lot of these, I mean, I, I think there's so, I think that you can take many, many crypt, cryptids, what we call quote unquote cryptids, and trace those back, ones that we've even talked about, and how they have a real spiritual connection to indigenous people, because to them, that was their spirits that was their guides that was their gods that was their angels that was their demons that was a part of their belief system their religion culture whatever their spiritual beliefs um that we now in more modern day times have maybe turned into a monster per se it's taken on more of a monster aspect to us when to them and their culture, it was part of their spiritual beliefs. So mm -hmm. I like the take on <clears throat> this article with that part of it, where Ogopogo actually originated in the First Nation tribes' beliefs versus to what Ogopogo has become today, specifically in that area. Mm -hmm. So not long after I, which is, <clears throat> excuse me, Lisa, who wrote the article, moved to Kalauna. Kelowna? Kelowna? I think it's actually Kelowna. I Kelowna. think it's pronounced Kelowna, yes. A city in southern British Columbia known for its winter, winter, winneries, wineries, water sports, and hiking trails. I saw a new story about a monster sighting. Two brothers had seen something undulating across the water in the middle of Okanag Okanagan Lake, an 84-mile-long lake that curves down the Okanagan Valley <coughs> past Kelowna in the shape of a serpent. <coughs> Excuse me. The wave crested and fanned out like a wake but there wasn't a boat in sight they were adamant that it was the ogopogo 
Ogopogo is the Kelowna, what Nessie is Loch Ness, which is why I've been making that, you know, comparison because right. they do really look, from what they've <coughs> been seeing, they look very similar. Uh, you can't live in Kelowna for any length of time without hearing about its mysterious like creature. Creature. Ogopogo is uh, a yet-to-be-identified cryptid that re re reputedly Jesus, I'm sorry, I can't read today. <laughs> resides in the lake's depths and surfaces just often enough to keep the legend alive. And apparently my throat is trying to kill me. I am so sorry. There's oh, no. like a little bit of <clears throat> something in the back of my throat. That's of just course, like, we're both like, I'm going to choke you to death. It's been described as a multi-humped serpentine beast with green or black skin and the head of a horse, snake, or sheep. Could you fucking imagine the terrifyingness of that? <coughs> like a sheep, <coughs> a snake with a sheep head? No. Drawings depict a coiling sea dragon like what you might see on the old Mariner's map where it says, Here there be monsters. Around town, Ogopogo takes on a benign cartoonish form of a 15-foot-long green and cream-colored statue on the waterfront, the smiling mascot for the local WHL hockey team, and has plush toys at souvenir shops. Like its palindrome name, its physical appearance and very existence is something no one can make heads nor tails of. I kind of want an Do you know what a palindrome is? <clears throat> yes. Okay. <clears throat> Just For anybody out there that doesn't know, Ogopogo is spelled the same forward and backward. Yes. That is a palindrome. Um, also, I really want a plush <coughs> of one. I do, too. I want a plush Ogopogo, and I want a plush uh, Mothman. I want a plush uh, Mothman, really, but they're so yeah. fucking cute. They oh, my God, they're so cute. So adorable. <laughs> so, <clears throat> Ogopogo mania peaked in the 1980s when the Regions Tourism Association offered a $1 million reward for proof of the creature's existence. Greenpeace came forward and named it an endangered species, demanding that Ogopogo be captured only on film and not in the flesh. American TV shows of the era, including In Search Of. Listen, I loved In Search Of. I love In Search Leonard Of. Nimoy was the original narrator. I forgot about that movie or show. I loved. And of course, Unsolved Mysteries, even reported on the Okanagan Valley's mysterious uh, inhabitant. Yet, it wasn't until I attended, this is Lisa, Lisa attended, the International Indigenous Tourism Conference in Kelowna last autumn that I realized the Ogopogo of Canadian popular culture, a creature that 16% of British Columbians believe in, only came about through miscommunication between Canada's early European settlers and Okanagan Valley's original inhabitants, the Okanagan or the uh, Sailks. It's not really a monster. It's a spirit of the lake, and it protects this valley from one end to the other, said Pat Raphael of the West Bank First Nation, a member nation of the larger Okanagan Say Ilks Nation Alliance, who guided me through the Say Ilks ancestral lands bordering Okanagan Lake. As our bus drove south along the water, she explained that while many in Canada know the creature as Ogopogo, and of course outside of Canada, to the Say Ilks, it's in Haha Itku, which means the sacred spirit of the lake. Raphael pointed out the brown hump of Rattlesnake Island across the water where the spirit is said to dwell. She also had us practice saying in Haha Itku in uh, their native language, which is in Sayilksen. 
It's not Ogopogo. What are you, colonized? <laughs> she joked when a few of us struggled with the pronunciation and reverted back to saying Ogopogo. Listen, America is known for this shit where we're like, huh, yeah, we can't pronounce that. So we're just not gonna. <clears throat> you know how Britain said, Autumn, what a beautiful name for this season. And then America's like, huh, fall, for leaf fall down. That's what happened. I mean, seriously, though. Like, it took me a minute. I, that fucking, I always have this story of that Adele song. I didn't know that they called sidewalks pavements. I, I didn't. Really? When she says chasing pavements, I didn't, I was like, okay, I didn't know that's a name for sidewalks. I didn't. <laughs> Hello, darkness. I mean, there's just some <laughs> British words where I'm just like, why? Do you know what rubber in British means? No. Eraser. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So an old boss of mine yeah. is from Britain. Yeah. And That's she right. went to the store and was looking for erasers. The, bis the biscuit thing fucks me up. Right? Because biscuits are cookies. So they come over here asking for biscuits and you're like... What we call a biscuit, if you put anything between two pieces of bread, it's a sandwich. Yes. So they don't, <clears throat> they do not understand that, they do not understand our concept of a biscuit. Because to them, a biscuit is a cookie. And I'm like, well, then just call it a goddamn cookie. But yeah, I'm sorry. Continue with your story. Oh, no. She, just, that was she went to Walmart. Going to Walmart like, and looking for rubbers. And they she's like, excuse the condoms. me. Excuse me, sir. I'm looking for rubbers. Well, he took her to the condoms. Condoms. Yeah. And she was like, What? She's like, no, this isn't what I asked for. And he's like, you asked for rubbers. And she goes, in in England, rubbers are erasers. And he's laughing. He's like, oh, yeah, that's not what rubbers are Yeah, here. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. No. Rubbers are condoms. That's right. Yeah, I didn't know that. She's like, it was funny. <laughs> <clears throat> but that's not just also the biscuits thing. That's not just over here. I know my dad was wanting to make biscuits my dad's been to Amsterdam, so it's the same thing over there. They don't know. It's a Dutch colony. You ask biscuits, it's a cookie. Why? What did we do to fuck up biscuit? Because now I'm just like, how is this whole country biscuit is this? And we're like, no, biscuit is a biscuit. <laughs> this I'm going to start saying that to people now. I'm going to be like, what are you, <clears throat> colonized? I'm doing that to people that say zebra at the fucking zoo because I'm starting it. That's starting to piss me off. That's my little irk. I'm like, yeah, it's not zebra. It's zebra. zebra. Why don't... is it pronounced zebra when D E B R A is zebra? Because D Z E B R A is actually zebra. Yeah. Do you say? Do you say? <laughs> do you uh, say zebra? Zebra. Nobody says zebra. <clears throat> you say zebra. Zebra. Also, two... teach your kids to say it. One right. e. It's not E sound. No. It's two E's. Two. We royally screwed up English. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. We. Mm. Yeah, um, so. It makes it easier. Not really. Not really. America, stop. Just stop. Stop. America, stop. Uh, just, just. Stop. <clears throat> I mean. I, I love it, but stop. I have a very love-hate relationship with you. I don't... Yeah, it is. It's unhealthy. 
abuse, <laughs> this is an abusive relationship, it's, it's, honestly. It's unhealthy. It's one of those where, like, you know, the sex is good, but I kind of hate your face sometimes. So we got to we gotta do something about this. We got to do something about this. <laughs> we need relationship counseling, America. America! <laughs> Fuck yeah! I can't. I like literally july 4th is coming up and i'm like i could give a shit no anyway so no juneteenth is coming up yes it is yeah and stop trying to colonize that walmart did you hear about the, the June dollar store did you hear about the juneteenth ice cream did you hear about the juneteenth ice cream at walmart i heard about that this morning and i laughed so hard and i said y'all still shop at walmart no, for real though. <laughs> for real Listen, though. I do. No, I know you do. I'm sorry. I just think it's. Is the ice cream white? Though, is it vanilla? No, they made it that. This is my other thing too, where they think that all, like, all of Africa, like, and a whole entire continent's colors are just black, yellow, and green, or black, red, yellow, and green, because that was the colors of the ice cream. Okay. It just, it, it's like, oh, we're sorry. And the I'm like, dollar store has Juneteenth stuff. Yeah, I know. I was like, what? Because this is exactly what we asked for. Is to, that's exactly what we asked for, is for you to uh, commercialize it. Stop. Anyway, so <clears throat> before European fur traders arrived in the valley in 1809, this the Sayoks had been living in the area for at least 12,000 years. I wrote it down. That <laughs> Thank you. They had their own laws, justice system, and beliefs. Chief among them was the importance of water, represented by the Nhahaiku. It existed in two forms, a spiritual form and a physical, tangible form, which was embodied by the lake itself. Sometimes, though, the spirit would reveal itself from within the lake. <clears throat> See, I love that. I love I that. Like that, that, too. that was their whole belief system in, uh, in Haha in ha Iku was a spiritual and physical form. So it was literally the spirit within the lake. I like that. Oh, is it still me? I didn't know if you still yeah, if you want it. Yeah, sure. Too. In our stories, Inhaha Iku is actually very dark in color and got the head of a horse. Wow, that was great English. It got the head of a horse. It's got the head of a horse and the antlers of a deer, said Coralie Miller, assistant manager at the new... Oh, Sienza Whips? We'll go with that. <clears throat> sure. Heritage Museum in West Kelowna. Missionaries saw our water spirit, and the habit was to demonize our spiritual beliefs. Oh, yeah. The Sayoks fed in Hahaiku symbolically with tobacco and sage. I can also be fed with tobacco and sage. Same. And occasionally, <laughs> sorry, and occasionally an offering of kokanee salmon to thank. Oh, you can give me salmon too. Yeah. I wish I could eat salmon, but it makes me. Sick. I'm sorry. I know. Yeah, it makes you sick. But you can give me tobacco sage salmon. Give her. You can give me tobacco and sage. Give her cod. And yes, cod. There you go. I can take some. Yeah, yeah, we'll take that. Um, 
to thank the lake for providing food and water. That's where I think the misunderstanding came from. Settlers saw us throw a little bit of meat in the water. Miller explained. I loved, when I first read this article, I loved that, that that's where European settlers got the physical idea of this actual thing in the water because they saw offerings being made and thought they were literally feeding right. something in... Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I'm sorry, because I don't know, you can, it, I don't, I, we're not going to get into a theological discussion, but I just always thought it was very in interesting how certain beliefs can be looked at one way by European settlers, but then their religious beliefs, you're just supposed to go, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Well, of course. You guys... Eat crackers and drink grape juice, and that's skin and blood. That makes total sense. It makes total perfect. sense. I don't know what perfect so, I, sense. Perfect. 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 It's the symbolism. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a simple solution. <laughs> Pioneers were soon telling stories of a serpent in Okanagan Lake that needed a live animal sacrifice to appease it and ensure a safe passage across the water. Look at them making shit up. What? Did nobody say nothing about no animals? Sacrifices. <laughs> the devil. Once the idea of a bloodthirsty lake serpent took hold, it grew out of control. Settlers began patrolling the lake with guns because they were nervous the beast would attack. Like a okay, little, I'm sorry. Like a tiny little fucking gun's gonna do something. For I'm that. sorry though, but that is legitimately funny. I'm just imagining how many bullets were wasted because maybe they saw a little ripple in the water, ah! and then just a group of men start shooting water for no. <laughs> Reason are we sure this is, are we sure this isn't America? Are anyway. we sure this isn't happening like right now? Um but <laughs> kill it back. Um but by the 1920s, and likely in the absence of any actual human predation, cooler heads prevailed. Tourism officials named the creature Ogopogo after a catchy English folk song whose lyrics included his mother was an earwig, his father was a whale, a little bit of head and hardly any tale, and Ogopogo was his name. Inhaha Itku had transformed from a revered spirit into a cartoon-like creature that would lure tourists. So now I don't know which is worse. It's a bloodthirsty creature that was going to eat, eat you, and now it's some little cute cartoon that people are making money off of. It just gets worse. It's hard to know just how many people have traveled to Kulanoa, over the last century in the hope of seeing the myth mythical lake monster. But over time, Ogopogo is what made uh, Klono... What? Ugh, I'm never going to get this word right. Um, Kelowna. Kelowna. A household name in Canada. For years, the creature appeared on Kelowna's parade float, both in town and at larger parades in the Pacific Northwest and Alberta. This is hilarious. Gift shops hawked gimmick jars of Ogopogo eggs and even its feces that would fly off shelves. While the tourism office no longer actively promotes Ogopogo today, the legend remains as popular as ever. <clears throat> Yet the misappropriation and commodification of Inhahaitku is a sensitive issue. To Miller, a member of the West Bank First Nation, Inhahaitku and Ogopogo are two separate entities and shouldn't be conflated. One of the museum's missions is to tell the story of the area's indigenous people and talk about the importance of Inha Itku and protecting the lake. It's part of what she calls deprogramming. 
questioning or deconstructing the colonial perspective on local history and culture. Lord knows we need that shit. I love that, though. Yes. I mean, seriously, in Haha Iku yes. and Ogopogo have two completely different histories and stories. I really like that. This is an important step towards reconciliation, an ongoing countrywide process of establishing and maintaining respectful relationships between Indigenous and non-Indigenous Canadians. This spring, Indigenous tour company Moccasin Trails is launching a paddling tours on Okanagan Lake where guides will discuss Inha'iku as a spiritual talisman, not a physical lake monster, and explain how it became appropriated. The canoe journeys began with a feeding of the water ceremony. As the canoe glides across the lake's glacky, glacky, glassy surface, a Sayoux cultural leader scatters sage and tobacco again. They're just trying to conjure me. Summon, yeah. In the water while summoning the spirit world and telling his ancestors to keep everyone safe. Moccasin Trails co-owner Greg Hoff says the ceremony is powerful and meant to illustrate the connection, indig the connection indigenous people have with the earth, which is highly personal. I love, oh my god, I absolutely fucking love that. Same. I really do love that. That is actually, like, beautiful, like, for real. It's kind of what each person interprets the spirit to be, he said. We want people to leave our, our experiences with a better understanding of indigenous culture. In downtown Klonoa, Klonoa, <laughs> I'm never going to get this right. I don't know why this word. I want to say Klonoa. It is Klonoa, but I don't know why it's. But it's not Klonoa, it's, it's Kalauna. Kalauna. It's not Klonoa. Klonawa? Kalauna. 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 We keep wanting to put the N where the N we're, is. We're, we're going we're gonna to get this. And if you're from there, we're so sorry. Um, the Okanagan Seriously. Heritage Museum works with the West Bank First Nation to tell a more thorough story of the region's history. It redid its entire gallery, and in 2019, it presents the Say Elks as a living culture rather than focusing solely on the people's way of life pre-colonization. -clon pre According to <clears throat> Kalauna or Kelowna, museum's executive director, Linda Digby, Sayilk's knowledge and perspective is now woven into every era depicted in the museum, and a display on Ogopogo explains how Inhaha Iku was misunderstood by both settlers <clears throat> and, grew into, and grew into a tourism boom. To settlers, Ogopogo was a real thing, said Digby. They definitely misinterpreted what they heard from the indigenous community and had no qualms about making up their own stories and appropriating from them. And it wouldn't have even occurred to them that they were doing that. As time wore on, the settlers' inventory of the stories grew. Their neighbors saw the creature or they themselves saw something strange on the lake. You live here long enough, everyone's going to see something, they'd be said. During my quest to understand Inaha Itku, I encountered a few people who are true believers based on what they've seen in Okanagan Lake. And they are far from alone. The museum's archives are filled with newspaper clippings of Ogopogo sightings over the decades, along with stories about how a lake monster is good for the city's bottom line. <clears throat> that almost sounds like um, what we heard when we went to the Mothman Museum. I actually just thought about that. I mean, yeah. It's such a small town, and that's really the biggest boom for that town is the tourism because people still have this belief that Moth, everybody's seen Mothman, somebody's grandmother's aunt's brother's neighbor saw Mothman. Right. It just, yeah. So yeah. it's very, it's very similar. Very much the same thing. Ogopogo is great for tourism. Again, like we had just talked, very Mothman-like. It adds color and panache and atmosphere, said Robert Young, 
a University of British Columbia Okanagan Earth Science professor who is often called on as a voice of reason when an Ogopogo sighting occurs or new quote-unquote footage surfaces. For young, Ogopogo isn't a question in biology. It's a question in earth science processes, the way water moves over the surface of the earth. Yeah, if people aren't used to being on a lake, know what water movements look like, what a wake looks like, waves, uh what boats can leave behind water surfaces can play tricks on your eyes big time if you oh, don't yeah. know what you're looking at or what you can or what you're looking for uh, almost especially a lake that fucking big almost anything's gonna look like a anything. monster or whatever anything um Thermal stratification in a lake can cause a wave to appear from nowhere when a denser layer of water slides beneath a more buoyant layer, as often happens in the spring or autumn. He calls it, <clears throat> he calls it an Ogopogo wave. This is exactly, I think if you guys watch that Paranormal Car on Camera episode, I think this is exactly what that father and son saw on Okanagan Lake that they presumed was an Ogopogo sighting. Because this is exactly what it, what it sounds like. This is almost exactly what it looks like. So this theory offer, offers a plausible explanation for what people might be seeing on the water. But while Young is all for critical thinking about Ogopogo, he also loathes to disprove its existence. It should persist, he says, saying that Ogopogo is a Canadian cultural icon and that in Haha Iku is an important part of Say Ilk's beliefs. I don't worry, a lake creature will nibble my toes when I go for a dip, but the power of nature gives me pause. I've started many days with a morning walk that leads to a ridge ringed by mountains overlooking Okanagan Lake and the rounded hills and extinct volcanoes of the Thompson Plateau behind it. I am in awe I live in such a stunning place. When the wind ripples the water and sways the ponderosa pine trees growing on the hillside, I feel a connection to the natural beauty of my home. Maybe that spirit of place is my interpretation of the Inhaha Iku. This makes me want to go there, to oh, be quite yeah. honest. Same. I mean, I'm, since I have my new uh, federal ID, and I can actually go into Canada. Same. Um, I, man, especially somewhere like this, my God, just the pictures alone look so gorgeous. I'm, I'm all about just a lake, woods, quiet. There you go. Lake, woods, quiet. That's what I'm I mean. in my. I'm in my element. Element right there. This place is absolutely gorgeous. It is and I, the pictures that are on this article. Holy shit! But yeah, I really loved the fact that was the thing. I'm so glad out of any article that I found about Ogopogo, I specifically found this one because. I love the dichotomy and the stories of separating Ogopogo's myth and story with Inhaha Itku's story. I, I've never, any story I've ever even heard about Ogopogo has always been more on the paranormal side, the cryptid side, um, the sightings. The I mean, I even like the part where they mention... Um, the guy talking about the guy disproving the sighting. So they go into that part of it too, that mm -hmm. it's more than likely this versus an actual physical creature. Um, 
but I think that that's always something that that fascinates people, especially just in bodies of water anyway, whether it's a lake or an ocean, because there's so much you don't know and so much that hasn't been explored that to have this belief that there could be something lurking down there that's bigger than we could imagine, that's undiscovered, but also taking on a different position from the indigenous route and in that this is a spirit that protects them. This isn't a physical thing. This is a spirit. It is the actual spirit of the lake. The lake is a living, breathing thing to them, which that's something that I've always found very beautiful um, in any belief system with nature is that spirits are all around you. Everything is alive. All around me are... (laughs) But I, I, you know, and I, even for me, I equate it personally for me as in like God is in everything, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the air, the sun, the, the sky, the clouds, the water, the, that, that you're feeling is a spirit of something. It's a lot, it's a living thing. It's a spiritual thing and you can feel it, um, so I've always loved that concept with pretty much any indigenous tribe that everything around us on earth, everything that's around us has a spirit, has a name. It does, man. I love it. You think you, my brain just was like, Nope, we forgot all the words. I know. (laughs) You think I'm an ignorant savage. In so many places, I guess it must be so. That movie is incredibly historically but still, inaccurate, I but I love it so much. That the savage one is me. Yeah, no, I love that movie too, but it's so not right. It's it's not. <laughs> you fucked up, Disney. It's so not right on it many really, many really occasions. Not right, but um, but that's okay. I just love that. We found, I, but I agree with you, like, I loved the different, instead of going into the quote-unquote scary aspect of it, talking about the indigenous The real outlook, spiritual the world, aspect yeah. of Ogopogo, like, what Ogopogo has meant to, uh, so Ogopogo has meant something to the tourism of the town, Ogopogo has meant something to the historical parts of the town, it has meant something to the indigenous people there. It's like every aspect of this legend, of this spirit, of this cryptid or whatever has a point, but just in in different places. Has something very has a very significant point just in different in different areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's beautiful. I really do. I love, I love, I love that it. tour. Like, that's yeah. so awesome that they're offering that. And I think not only that, for the the Ogopogo mythology, the Inhaha Iku spirit, I think just that, it's really showing the beauty of that lake and the mm, beauty of that, yes. of that area. That area is just gorgeous. It's really, really, really beautiful. So if it's doing anything, it's bringing on more commercial tourism to that lake because it's i'm kind of like what she said gorgeous. if i lived over there i'd be like yeah this is where i live what the fuck oh my god it's one of those things where 
I remember years ago, I had a, at this doctor's office I worked at, and there was a patient there, and he was, grew up in Greece, and I mean, like, in, like, where the fucking, uh, where is, in Rome, mm. or no, not, that's in Italy. I was like, Rome where, is in Italy. Where is in, oh, shit. Athens? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my God. My brain, listen, both of our brains, grew up in Athens, Greece, and how, and he still has family there, and how when he goes back, he was talking, and this is, this was literally years ago, it's like almost 15 years ago, but, like, talking about how going back and visiting, he appreciates so much versus what he didn't appreciate as a child like he's like my backyard was literally the the ruins of what i mean like this is the stuff you Shit. read in like in in history yeah books, you know like all this all these ancient buildings and and the colise you know and the columns and and everything and there's broken pieces of these huge you know here's the he said basically like the Parthenon, that's where they would like play. Like they would just like run around like where the Acropolis was and they were just these old broken up buildings. Where did you play? Like another like, Parthenon. What the fuck? And now as an adult, you go back and it's like, oh my God, that that is the most ancient, that is some of the most ancient parts of our that's world history. Incredible. And I just thought, Wow. It's, but to say that, like, places that you live that you grow to appreciate later because you really, I think a lot of it, too, is just exploring outside of your world. I think it's so easy to grow oh, up in one area. Sure. I mean, we could say that. Um, I've heard people joke about Ohio. There's nothing to do in Ohio. I'm just, I think people can joke about that at really any state they live in, unless it's New York or California. But I, like, especially just within the last few years, have driven around and explored so many different parts of this state that are absolutely fucking gorgeous. If you really love, like, outdoor stuff, the springs and summers, the springs, the falls, really, are so fucking gorgeous around here. It's like, and there's just, there's so much more to do. I mean, okay, if you're more of a big city person, sorry. But otherwise, like, the nature part of this state is fucking beautiful. There are I, so yeah, many. I know. There are so many lakes and state parks. It's unreal. So many. So fucking many. And you can many. find, like, the little. Ones I've never even heard of. And right? I've been, like, to so many places since I was a kid. The, I'm, we're going somewhere in a few weeks where I'm just like, didn't even know this existed until last year. Like, didn't even know. And. I think, too, I've never been to more east of Ohio until yeah, more, more recently. Because, like, the place that me and Alex are going in August is northeast. Yeah. And we I live I, more, yeah. because we live more southwest, and we're more western side of Ohio, that you start exploring more of the uh, eastern sides of Ohio. The closer you get to West Virginia, oh, my God, it's it's gorgeous. It's fucking gorgeous. You're in Appalachia. You're in the mountains. Mm -hmm. Oh my god! That Absolutely beautiful. beautiful. I've I've started following a lot more people that live between like Ohio and that West Virginia border. 
fucking beautiful, gorgeous, gorgeous, absolutely, absolutely. Let's beautiful. go right now. I know, <laughs> like literally right now. Let's just go right now. Um, but yeah, that was. I loved that article. I loved talking about this, kind of getting a different view. Also. I don't think many people, I feel like I've always known about Ogopogo probably because I watched like In Search Of. I think I remember the the In Search Of episode when I was younger. But it's one of those things where it's like, didn't really want to talk about Loch Ness. Gotta do one. We've done the Loch Ness monster. Yeah. And uh, we did all the big boys. Yeah. Gotta do the ones that people probably aren't as familiar with. With. That's why I like looking for cryptids like this, though, because I like seeing different things. You know, when you say cryptid, everyone's always like, ah, oh, Bigfoot, ah, oh, Loch Ness, ah, oh, Skinwalkers, ah, oh, Wendigos, ah, oh, Chupacabra. Like, I'm glad we did the Jersey Devil one that we did, too, even the take that we've heard on it, because I've actually more recently in the last year seen more podcasts like ours do the Jersey Devil as a cryptid. That wasn't always one that was Very true, about. yeah, no. I'm seeing that one getting talked about becoming more popular. popular yeah yeah i liked doing that one a lot more mothman ones I fucking love mothman i mean i don't but i do i mean that's yeah that's been crazy but these these ones especially that we do and i think i mentioned that earlier that have ties to indigenous tribes and you take on the more colonized viewpoint of it versus what it means to, to them, the indigenous, the first nations, people, the indigenous tribes of America here that spiritually what it means to them before it was colonized. So yeah, I mean, we've done so many of them. Ogopogo mm-hmm. isn't the only one we did deer women. We've done skinwalkers. We've done Wendigo. Um, and I'm sure there'll be more. Um, oh yeah. Before we end, if anybody if you can't get enough of cryptids, if you're really into monsters, I know that's my husband's biggest thing. Anything that's got monsters, creatures, sign them up. Um, there is a really great, I haven't finished it yet. Um, it just, I think it just started just a couple weeks ago. Not that long ago. It's a new Tubi original horror documentary called The Scariest Monsters in America. And it talks about a lot so from horrifying home invaders to cunning cannibals and cover evidence of each beast to determine once and for all which monster is the scariest in america and i mean they literally go through um the different cryptids different it's i think it's worth a watch i think it's worth worth watching if anybody can't get enough of anything to do with horror with monsters monsters in particular with creatures when it comes to horror features, great documentary. And I'm loving, I personally am loving these 2B originals. We can keep these coming. I fucking love them. They are, they are awesome. 2B really has set the bar. Let's be real. 2B has set the bar. Because it's free. And it's got good shit. Well, and I'm glad, like, I'm starting to see commercials ads for them. Which is awesome. And then again, like I said, the biggest thing is that they're actually they're actually starting to have their own original programming. I mean, that's fucking amazing for a streaming service that ha- that's completely free. There's no cost to buy it. You don't see that a lot. No. You don't see many ch- Hulu, Netflix, all of those that have their own original programming. You have to buy, you have to pay. Tubi is starting to get their own original programming and it's a free it's a free app. So 
I'll deal with the ads. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Keep the ads. I don't mind the ads at all. I don't mind the ads one bit. If, if I anything, it gives me a chance anything, to pee. Listen, <laughs> I'm old school. I've dealt with commercials. Mm-hmm. I've dealt before there were remote controls. So I'm cool with some ads cool on an ads. app if I don't have to fucking pay for it. And I've Same. got all the movies, all the documentaries. Same. Literally everything. And it's not just horror, guys. I mean, my dad loves it because he watch. There's old, old movies, old TV shows on there. It's literally for everybody. It's for everyone. I love Tubi. So Tubi, Discovery Plus are not sponsors, but we will always love them. But I worship them. We, forever. One is free, one is five bucks a month. I mean. Really? And I tell you what, with Discovery Plus, you're never going to run out of anything. Ever. You really won't. We watch so, I watch that literally every day. Discovery Channel and History Channel and, uh. HGTV in one app. ID Discovery. So you've got all your true crime Literally stuff. everything you've got all is your in paranormal. one app. You've got all your history. You've got And I don't even horror. mind the ads on that for $5 oh, a month. They don't, don't bother care. me because they're a minute long. I'm like, I can pee in a minute. Totally fine. Fine. Rubbin, ra- run and grab a drink real quick. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, yeah. Reminds me of the care. old days. Keep, keep them coming. I don't keep care. Do it. it doesn't bother yes. me one bit because it... The the programming is so great and it's so worth having it. So so good. We hope you guys enjoyed tonight's episode. That was awesome. Was so glad to talk about something um, more enlightened and insightful, and you know, gave you some information maybe that you weren't aware of. Yes, I quite enjoyed talking about this one tonight. Very nice and spiritual. I liked I it. Liked. I liked it very much. I liked it. I, if anybody would love to gift us tobacco, sage, and fish, um, we will get a PO box together, and uh, you can, and we'll put the address out next week, and then you can just send us tobacco, sage, and fish. Listen, I am not as offerings. That. So, I too can be summoned with tobacco and sage. Same. Same. You know, really. So, so guys, next week, oh my God, I'm so excited for next week. You guys know every June, we always have to do something pride related. It mm-hmm. is pride month. Start of pride month will be June 1st, which is on a Wednesday. Yes. Um, we also get five Wednesdays in the month of June. Yes. So it gave us even more room to do, um, gay Okay. Um, and what we have wanted to talk about this, we've mentioned it enough times, guys. I know we listen, Chucky, Chucky. He is literally the mascot of this podcast. He he's everything to this podcast. So we've we've talked about the movies in depth as much as we love them, and now we are going to talk about the Chucky TV series that aired on sci-fi that was everything that it ever could have been. The, the writing phenomenal, the acting phenomenal, the effects phenomenal, phenomenal. the Chucky phenomenal, phenomenal. And Fiona Dorff fucking with my queer head. Fiona Dorff can get it as, anytime. as, uh, Oh no. 
I forgot. Nika. Nika. Thank you. My brain. I was like, it's, it starts with an N. It starts with an N. It starts with an N. As Nika. And then Charles. And then she dresses listen. up. I can't. Guys, listen. I had, a, I had a crush on her dad for a long time. A long, like too long. The dirty thoughts. Anyway, um, and then his daughter comes along, and then she dresses like her dad as Charles. That I can't. I I look in her face. Listen. What do you think that did to me? Yeah, you're the one who's still attracted to me. <gasps> so I'm over here like Nika's hot as fuck and she can get it anytime. I'm like, you can just keep that on. Not to mention the scene. Stay well, dressed up like your dad. You know what's funny? I know this is going to get weird, but please just. Oh, my God. Remember she went out to that restaurant like I would have I would have hit on her. Him. Her. Mommy. Daddy. Yeah. Mommy. Daddy, mommy, daddy, mommy, daddy. <laughs> it's like, what so, do I call you? Oh my god, <laughs> it fucked it. My brain literally exploded. I could not handle it. I'm like, the, 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 uh, the ugh. anyway. I really hope there are other bi and queer women out there or men either just like me that were having the same crises, the same internal sexual crisis. We might as well just call <laughs> next week's episode Nika. I mean, because. Slash listen, Fiona Doris. Listen, because that's going to be our main focus. I can't. She did this to me. This is all Casper's fault that now I will. <laughs> listen, Fiona Doris. Ma'am, I don't even know if it's safe if I ever meet you because they might have to shut down a cell tower. I might stalk you. I, I better. might stalk. I might stalk. That was hard though. for me. Yeah, but mine is even worse. After this series. Right. Oh, I mean, it got worse. That's why I'm like, I might just stalk you. After the scene of her in lingerie and we got to see how magnificent of an ass that woman has. I, I, I need. I'm I, going to stalk her. <laughs> I'm putting that out there now. So she can get the restraining order ready. I'm just like, please. you're like, I just want you to get ready because this is happening. Okay, thanks. I'm going to stalk you. <laughs> Literally the, all next week. <gasps> next week's episode is going to be Nika slash Fiona Dorif. I Gay. can't. That woman did things to me that no other woman has done. And I've never even met her. And that's all I'm going to say. I should probably stop talking. Well, let's just, <laughs> you know, Don Mancini really gave the gays what we wanted. God, I love him. And again, one of those men I'm sexually attracted to where I'm like, of course you're gay. It's Neil Patrick Harris all over again. Anyway, um. And what's his name? Luke, whatever. I want to talk about it. <laughs> but yeah, next week, guys, we'll talk about the Chucky series. All things so gay. So happy. A lot guys. of gay going on Sci-fi next Sci-fi channel knocked it out of the fucking park. If you haven't seen it yet, I don't know what's wrong with you, but. <laughs> if you can binge it, if you've it's got easy a binge. wonderful holiday, three-day bank holiday weekend like we do, and you have nothing to do, you can binge it. It's an easy binge. It will give you have plenty of time before we talk about it because there will be spoilers. We are going to be giving spoilers. We are going to be talking about the show. Not 
going to go over every single episode in depth. But we will but talk pretty in heavy, much in heavily yeah. about the gay parts of it. Because I mean, it is very heavily gay. It's actually. amazing, though. It's, it's such very... a good... And I think... I also think, too, for teenagers... Yes. This show is so needed. Absolutely. If you are a queer, gay, bi teenager... 100%. You need this show. This show is very healthy. I thought... I thought it was... My biggest thing was just how beautiful and how healthy and how positive it was specifically for teenagers don mancini really blew it out of the park well i think as a gay man he made the show that he wished he would have had growing up i think this is the show you know him and i aren't far off in age i think this is you know to be almost 40 and i wear that proudly um we all you know, you wanted a show like this. I wish I had a show like I this. I wish I had it when I, I wish was... there was a show like yeah. this. That's why I'm saying there are there are some queer youth, gay youth, bi youth out there, teenagers specifically, that, you know, even if horror isn't like maybe you're like, eh, I kinda like horror, but eh, you'll love this show. You'll love this show. It's positive, it's it's really I thought it took on every aspect in a very, very healthy way with the teenagers specifically all of them i genuinely all feel like them. that this show isn't made just for horror fans no this, it this touched on so much so... the parents yeah alcoholism yeah. just all across every, the board all across so the board we listen i my my inner child needed this show same our inner childs needed this show and our grown-up selves need my grown-up gay ass so self this is this thank you so much don we cannot wait to talk about this next can't wait week. so yeah so you guys of course you know we have all the socials facebook instagram and twitter all at dfwto podcast our handle is dfwto8811 if you have any questions concerns or just want to say hey send us an email at dfwto8493 at gmail.com and, of course, we are on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Give us a follow, give us a subscribe, and you'll always know when we put out new episodes. Usually every Wednesday, but sometimes it's different. And if you subscribe, you will always know. Also, buy our merch. And do that, please. Plug in our merch. Buy our merch. Yes. It is the link. I'm actually wearing the I'm link wearing... to it is in the uh, bio. The for the podcast page. and when i all post podcast pages so when please. i post the new episode and i post the link tree page podcast merch is right there if you click every on, time every single wednesday when i post the link i don't post just one link to one thing now i post the link tree because everybody listens on different platforms exactly so when you click on that it's right there it just says podcast always merch. have a link directly to them right there and they're on all the dfwto bios it's right there for you very easy to find it supports us guys listening supports us but buying the merch supports us even more because one day very soon we will have a booth at a horror convention that's going to be more than likely day. horror hound so Prob prob probably 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 hound but it's okay i love whole hound we like all right guys i think that's it i think we got it I think that's everything. We hope you guys have a she <laughs> good golly, Miss Molly. <laughs> All right, guys, have a great week. Stay safe out there, and remember, don't, don't fuck, fuck with, with the original. original.